Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, we'll be talking to Terry Spataro, author of Laundrygate, Strange Stories About the Future. So today, I'm joined by my friend Terry Spataro, and uh, we'll be talking about a really interesting book that she wrote recently that came out, what, a couple of weeks ago, Terry? Uh, about about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yes. like a month, maybe? I don't, I don't yeah, know. About a month. Pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly recent. Fairly recent. And the book is called Laundrygate. Strange stories about the future. So, what could be more appropriate for future insiders than a uh, a talk about um, these short stories, strange strange short stories about the future? So, Terry, maybe start by um, telling folks a little bit about and what you do. Okay. So, what I do? Let's see. I'll start with what I do. It's far more interesting than who I am. So, what I <laughs> What I do is right now I do a lot of research so I understand how people behave and then I take that research to understand how they'll be pay, behave with possible future scenarios. So I'm always trying to understand, you know, whether it's, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, or 50 years from now, how people are going to rethink technology. So. I am a researcher, but I'm also a technologist because I, I did a lot of technology development in my very early days. And but I fell in love with people. I want to really understand like what's going on in their minds, what do they really need, how could technology change or affect the way their world is, make it better, hopefully. So that's what I do. That's awesome. Do you do you ever use the term futurist to describe yourself? So I have, I would love to, I just don't have the foresight uh, training. So I, I can't say futurist for certain. So, but I, I know a lot of the practices. I just don't have that document that says uh, <laughs> foresight training. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're all futurists in some way, in some way. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and, and I love that you're thinking about the future and the long-term effects that different technologies are going to have. Um, so I, I got a copy of the book not too long ago, and uh, and then Terry actually sent me a signed copy, which I'm super thrilled to, to be holding. So if you could see me in video, like I've got the book over here. Fantastic. Um, and I was reading it the other night, and I remember turning turning to my husband and going, like, this is such a great book. These stories are really interesting and just fun. I mean, dystopian, some of them are dystopian, uh, but really fun to read and to start thinking about, you know, what if, all right, the what if this could happen? What, what you know, what would have to take place or what would we do as humans? Um, there's a couple there, a couple stories that um, that I really enjoyed reading. Um, the, I'm, I'm getting through one of them called 2016 right now. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that one because obviously, you know, people are like, that's in the past. Well, that's not necessarily the concept of the story. The story is from the future going into the past, but maybe let's talk a little bit about that one. So 2016 is, like I mentioned, is my most dystopian uh, story. And I said it 70 years into the future. Um, we're 
the future that we have is not what we expected. So a lot has changed and history has, the way history is documented completely changed. So instead of having historians, there are witnesses or historians who are actually calculating and looking and aggregating all the data from the past and bringing it together and creating scenarios, these actual virtual reality scenarios where people get emerged into them so that they can understand and learn from what happened in the past and hopefully not repeat the past. So that is the job of the witness historian who's the main protagonist in this, this short story. Um, but there are other things at play that I, I don't wanna to give too much away, but I'm I'm uh, just to give slight, a, little, a little bit away, I'm a Hobbes fan. <laughs> which is kind of the creepiest of all like um, uh, political scientists. So Hobbes <laughs> is really dark mm -hmm. and you will get sort of the gist of what's happening in this world. And it, it may or may not look like a bad place to live, but it's getting up to that place that is pretty traumatic for all of us that have to live through from 2016 to that point. Yeah. It's really interesting because after I read um, the story, I had been thinking about an idea because I write for Forbes, as you know, and I had this idea that I've been toying with in my mind, but it didn't really become clear until I read your story, which is I wonder, I'm writing an article right now on the future of how we will remember things or the future of how we will store memories, right? Right. It's very much aligned to, to, to what you wrote because you know, I keep getting, obviously I keep getting all these, all these things. I got one about um, recording babies' memories and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really interesting. And, you know, obviously I work with holograms as well. So, so you definitely have inspired me to kind of um, write that article because it had, been the, it had been in my head, but it wasn't until I read this that I was like, that's what it is. That's what I'm writing about. So. Oh my God, I love that. Do you know, like if we can get this technology to work and evolve, that we will have a whole new way of educating people. Like they can actually see, feel, I hope, feel, sense. Mm -hmm. Sense is a big deal. And really create this empathy that could happen. Kathy, that would be exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be one of those stories that's a little bit on the fringe, but I think people yeah. start thinking about. Um, so, so that's really good, but I definitely want to talk about some of the other stories in here. Cause obviously I come from a virtual reality, augmented reality background. That's really what I'm known for, um, you know, as a futurist and in, in my professional life. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, a little bit about some of the ways you envision virtual reality, augmented reality, extended reality, holograms, that sort of thing in the book, because there's plenty of it in there. It is, it is. And I, I love that that's your background. That's exciting. And I, I think I, I kind of put you in a little bit into one of the stories. Did you get to heaven yet? I haven't gotten there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> so you'll see it. Um, so heaven is the most uh, uh, saturated with AR and VR. And it is exactly what you were talking about just a moment ago. It's a way of like, how do we download our mind? How do we make it so that um, we can live in this, like we're 
what is it? Just that the creator wants to create heaven for everybody. So everybody has the tools to manipulate and create their own world, their own heaven. And this is a this is the VR world in which you know everything. It's just not a visual VR. It's not where you you are picking up objects and things like that. It's more than that. You like I'm I love food, so you'll get a sense of where food comes to life in in heaven. And heaven doesn't necessarily stand for heaven. It stands for human evolution, um, eternity, virtual. I'm sorry, human evolution, afterlife, eternity, virtual net. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big mouthful. It reminds me of Upload, the series from Amazon Prime. Yeah, I I was a futurist for when when they released it. They interviewed me as a futurist for the series. So I thought that was. Oh my god, that's such a great series. I enjoyed it. Did you like it? I did. I mean, there's some really good stuff. There's some stuff that's like, and eh, not yeah. quite, quite right. But um, I thought it was a really interesting concept. I know a lot of people watched it and had lots of questions. So Exactly. It socializes this stuff in our technological, even our human evolution development. So it's socializing the, the um, sort of making it easier for us to digest that. You know, one of the things because I, I've written a book, but it's it's it, it's nonfiction. It's a it's business, right? It's a marketing book. Now I'm writing a business book, and you're more on this other side of really using your imagination to, you know, to come up with these stories and these potential futures in some way, right? Um, what is your process? Because I always wonder, you know, especially when it's when it's when it's fiction, because that's that's harder for me. When it's fiction, what is your process when you're creating? Uh, these these stories for laundry gate. Oh, that's really that's such an awesome question. So I I see certain things. So I start to see certain things coming to life. Like for instance, now we have uh, Neuralink. We we had that great announcement and what's happening in there. So that's a fascination. But it was a fa fascination for me even beforehand. Even Kurzweil back in I think it was 2008 started really talking about. Like, how do we do this? How do we create, connect our minds to our computers and things like that? And so I, I was following this trend and this thought, and I'm not sure if you remember, but there's a, there was a, a company, and I think it, it was called IVVA, in which they, it was really old tech. So you had to actually oh. put, uh, you know, use um, electrodes with an electro cap. Yeah. And, and that, like, was when they launched that back in 1995, I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, what's going to happen as the future starts progressing? So I start keeping notes on that and putting that away in a folder. So I use, um, you know, a notebook on uh, my computer and just keep track of all sorts of things. So it is driven in some type of realistic um, technology that's sort of evolving. So that's where I get my concepts from. But also a lot, as you can see in the bag, I have a lot of science fiction. I love um, it. I, you know, my background is in art, but it was also in business strategy. So there were some things that we were trying to make happen that were failed experiments, but good failed experiments. So that's all drawing a lot of different resources. But that's great because I think it gets to the center of certain things. I was having this conversation about human-centered design, right? And how do we design, you know, with humans at the center of it, like we should, 
right? And, and I think that has to do with better understanding humanity, whether you're an anthropologist, a historian, or a sociologist, whatever it is, right, that part, but it's also understanding you know, all the other things. Uh, and I think that in some ways, science fiction does inform technology and what happens with technology. So yeah, well, what are your thoughts around that? Oh, I love it. I just, um, I've been working with Tom Lombardo, who, um, yeah. right, the Center for Future Consci Consciousness. So I've been helping him with his webinars on science, the evolution of science fiction. And it's very interesting to see like, you know, when he talks about the history and going forward and really understanding where some of those things have come to light or life. And, you know, and we see that. So that's, that's uh, something that I draw upon as well. Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely think yeah. science can inform foresight in some ways. Um, yeah. I mean, it, even if you look at design futures, in creating these artifacts of the future, or, or even as simple as something I did, I, I, I think you saw this on link, on um, on Forbes, and then I shared it on LinkedIn. Was the jobs of the future? Yes. Yeah. So I was sharing. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do it weekly. It hasn't really happened weekly, <laughs> um, but you know, sharing jobs of the future and having having people decipher is this a job of the future? Is a job that's available today? And then you start having all these conversations around it. So. So definitely, you know, you touch on something really interesting. But I think you're doing what you're doing is great because the socialization and helping people think uh, and plan for what's coming is so important. And I think that's the the minds the the shift in our mindset that we have to really become more and more conscious of. It's it's not like, okay, we finished school and now we're just plugged in. That That's our parents. That's the industrial revolution way of thinking. What you're doing is you're helping people realize and recognize what is coming and how we need to shift and how we always, education is huge, huge. And constantly being educated is a really important thing. So, and applying things like you mentioned, human-centered design, I think that that should be across everything not just for studies like, you know, research or development or things or technological development. It should be across everything. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, you know, you're writing these stories, but you are a product of that, you know, the idea of the future in the sense that you've pivoted careers, right? It seems yep. like you pivoted across. And I feel like that's that's the way of the future, learning and unlearning and reskilling and taking, you know, pivoting into a field that you might have never guessed you were going to end up in, right? So what right. are your thoughts around that? So it, it's really interesting. Like, I I think it's important to always take a look at where you're at, what you've learned. And, and the way I look at it is I've learned a lot. I've done a lot of development and creativity. And I feel like I've, I left certain things behind for generations after me. And then it's time for me to shift because those generations are going to bring a whole set of new and exciting and energizing ways of looking at things. So I shift over to like research where I'm constantly learning from people and understanding how they're thinking. And how do I bring somebody that is sort of stuck in an industrial revolution sort of thinking to the, the, to the future? How do you bring somebody like that? That's an interesting challenge. So I look at it in terms of challenges. I also, I know we brought up 
briefly, unintended consequences are things that I like to explore within these challenges. It's like, what if we accidentally leave people behind? Where does that leave us as a society? Yeah, I mean, so those are shifting. very interesting. <laughs> I think it's conversations that we do have right now, whether whether they are inspired by, you know, uh, by fiction or nonfiction, what have you, I think it's really, really relevant. Um, so maybe, maybe from the collection that you have here, what is your favorite? Like I always wonder if you have, if you have a discussion, is there, you know, which one is your baby in here? They're all your babies, right? But which short story is your favorite? Oh my God, that's that's like asking me to pick my favorite child. <laughs> They're all your favorite, right? They're all my favorite. Um, or maybe which I, one do you enjoy writing the most? Or I don't know. So Laundry gave the story. I enjoyed that because it was amusing and it was fun to envision like what is it like to be you know like a, a person from another world mm -hmm. you know and also what would that technology look like you know would people from other worlds be able to visit our planet and I thought well maybe they can't maybe our world you know the atmosphere in our world is not conclusive con conducive to that right so what would we need like maybe there's a way of using this like hypothetical uh technology that can allow you to put on a, a headset some way that's not intrusive and just be emerged into another world. Like, I like that. And, and that, again, um, brings us back to empathy. Like, I wrote Laundry Gate story because I felt like we, it's a missed opportunity for us to really wear each other's skin. We, we can't really get to empathy if we don't really understand or feel what that other person's feeling. So that's really what la where Laundry Gate comes from. My most sentimental one is Heaven. That that oh. one has a lot to do with uh, my own family. I will definitely get to that one tonight, for sure. <laughs> oh goodness, I can't wait. Um, and, you know, maybe do you want to share, because you shared a little bit with me before we started recording, maybe the future of Laundry Gate? <laughs> Can you share that or, or kind of what's sure, going on? Yeah, I I think what will happen is not not to give too much away, but the stories will evolve in into like Laundry Gate two, three, and four, but they'll also intertwine, and and that was the reason why I said, well, the tales are you'll find there are bits and pieces of the tales because you know I I, I couldn't write something with a technology that wouldn't be explored by another point yeah. in time that wouldn't be explored. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to put something out that wasn't interconnected. So. Awesome. Well, so I, yeah, you know, we're getting towards the end of our time together. So I want to make sure that we cover two things. First, I want you to, you know, share with us if there's anything you've seen out there, it could be a technology, it could be anything you've seen out there uh, that you've read about or you've experienced that you're truly excited about as it pertains to the future? Oh, wow. So the one that comes to my mind and the one that we sort of briefly talked about is this, this Neuralink, the Neuralink. And I'm, I'm really super interested in that. Um, so it, it's a little conflicting for me because cutting into someone's brain is a problem. And I'm wondering if that's just the evolutionary process that will happen, that 
you know, maybe eventually the, the design of it will be non-intrusive so that there's no surgical means to it, which I hope. Um, you know, there's also the, the promise and the possibility. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that, that may be a conflict, but interesting. I think um, there's a lot in there to think about. There's also the unintended consequences. And um, I'm not sure if you, uh, I think it was, who is it? I think it was Michael Crichton wrote the, the story about the terminal man, I think it was. So it's like, you know, what if, you know, something goes wrong? Can't, you know, is there, you know, some kind of reset switch? And if there's a reset switch, then it, it implies that control mm -hmm. can happen. So I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. It, it makes me think about both sides of the story, story around that product. How about yourself? What, what, are, you, what are you looking at? Well, I think brain machine interface and brain computer interface is yeah. something I've been interested in for a while. Written it, I've written about it, um, you know, for Forbes, and uh, I've demoed about three or four of those units already. External units, mind you, I don't have to do <laughs> anything. I'm not ready for that. Um, but but yeah, I think I'm extremely interested in, in that as well. Um, right now, I'm really, you know, I'm interested in looking at, like I said, the future of how we'll store memories or how we will. Yeah retain uh, information or memories or or you know history in general so i'm look exploring that as well and as silly as it sounds i'm also looking at the future of the country club that sounds so <laughs> so vapid in this day and age right um but it all started because my husband was in michigan and visiting his uh his parents and then he told me he was like i saw this robotic caddy on the golf course and i'm like oh my goodness so I don't know. And then I just signed, I don't golf. I'm going to explain. I don't golf. I've never golfed, uh, but I just signed up to do a uh, virtual reality golf uh, fundraiser, a <laughs> golfing tournament. Oh so it just all these things kind of come together and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a piece about the future of the country club. So yeah. So those are some of the things I'm exploring personally, um, you know, just out there on the edge a little bit on the fringe. Um, I love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of some of the stuff I'm doing. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I want to make sure that if anyone, if anyone wants to get the book, because I, I, I highly recommend it. The stories are short, but they're easy to read, full of just creativity, imagination about the future that I think is brilliant. Um, so if anyone wants to get the book, where can they get it? And also where can they connect with you? Um, they can get it on Amazon. And they could connect with me either through LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I'm Terry. Very easy to find. I'm at Terry on Twitter, and it's T E R Y. So very, easy. yeah. That's so yeah. you got a cool name on Twitter. That's fantastic. You got in early. <laughs> I did. <laughs> at Terry at Jack. That's awesome. <laughs> They're like almost at the same time Jack Dorsey did. The founder. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, thank you, Terry. Thanks for being on Future Insiders. Kathy, thank you so much. This has been incredible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. I hope you'll join me for more interviews about the future. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast.